So I went to a trusty old biblical commentary. This is a, the Catholic Commentary on Sacred Scripture series. Some of you may be familiar with it because I was thinking, what in the world is this reading about? What in the world is going on with this gospel passage? So this short episode deals with the failure of Israel as a whole to respond to John and Jesus. The failure to respond to John and Jesus. The call for repentance went out to many, but only a few took it to heart. Jesus speaks of this generation. On the surface, this, the expression seems harmless enough, meaning the people who are alive now. But in the Bible, this phrase generally refers to an unfaithful generation. It calls to mind the wicked generation of Noah's day, as well as the faithless generation of Israel that was denied entrance into the promised land. And we read about that in Deuteronomy. Jesus will later make these recollections from biblical history more explicit in Matthew's gospel. Then Jesus gives this proverb. What is going on with this? This alludes to a village or to village life in Palestine. According to customs among children, boys invited their companions to dance at weddings, and girls sang laments at funerals, and invited their friends to mourn. Here, sounding the flute refers to the call of Jesus, who spoke of himself as a bridegroom enjoying the celebration of a wedding feast. Likewise, the singing of a dirge represents the ascetic witness of John. In particular, the fasting he encouraged among his disciples. And the disagreeable playmates who refused to dance or mourn, these are the crowds that declined both the festive invitation of Jesus as well as the penitential summons of John. And he can, the commentator continues, this is Curtis Mitch in Dr. Edward Sree. John came neither eating nor drinking, which means that he engaged in no celebratory feasting. The desert prophet who lived on foods found in the wild had nothing to do with banquets and delicacies, nor did he know the joys of wine that normally went with it. For this reason, some people thought him exceedingly strange and concluded that he must be possessed by a demon. Jesus, however, attended dinner parties in order to bring his message to the common people. Yet some glared with a critical eye and called him a glutton and a drunkard. In the end, it seems that nothing could please the faithless generation of John and Jesus. They turned their backs on feasting as well as fasting, for they wanted nothing to do with the wisdom of the Messiah and the forerunner. So, what can we take away from that? Go back to the psalm, Psalm 1. The wisdom, and we hear this oftentimes in the scriptures, at uh, Sunday readings, the Sunday Mass readings and daily Mass readings, about the wisdom of God and the Wisdom of the world or the folly of man. Blessed the man who follows not the counsel of the wicked, nor walks in the way of sinners, nor sits in the company of the insolent, but delights in the law of the Lord and meditates on his law day and night. The wisdom of God. We need to all pray for this wisdom. For the Lord to open our hearts and our minds to his, not only to hear his word and those seeds are planted in our hearts, but to live out the daily call of Christ, of being a disciple of Christ in this crazy world we live in, in this generation, in our generation. The wisdom of the world, Psalm 1, and maybe go back and read Psalm 1 and Psalm 2. The wisdom of the world and the 
and the, the, the ways of the world. The wisdom of God versus the ways of the world, the ways of man. So let us pray for wisdom. These folks that didn't get it, they were hard-hearted. They were stubborn. There, there's this theme of obstinacy running through the Pharisees, the scribes, those who were not open to Jesus. So we need wisdom to recognize the truth of things, the truth of this world, the truth of the meaning of life, the truth of the meaning of suffering. I was just reading a little bit of Padre Pio this morning, what great pains he experienced in the wounds, in his wounds, right? He didn't only have the wounds in his hands and his feet. He had the gaping gash, he had a wound on his shoulder, and he was kind of sort of lamenting to one of his spiritual directors in his writings. Though it made him delirious. But we want to remember there's wisdom in everything. And we got to seek that wisdom. And that's where we will ultimately have peace. But he seek the wisdom of God. Seek peace and pursue it, the Psalms tell us. The peace that surpasses all understanding, St. Paul says, to keep our minds and hearts in Christ Jesus. So let us pray for holy wisdom today. Amen.